0: Welcome to Game Changers Live from Miami, Florida. My name is Sergio Tijera. I'm your host. And each and every week, we bring you someone who has been a game changer in their field and who's touched the lives of thousands to get their perspective on their journey, their mindset, their struggles, and successes so that we can inspire you on your journey. So let's get started right now. Hi everyone, this is Sergio from Game Changers, and as many of you may know, we bring exciting content each and every week, and hope you've been enjoying it, and thank you so much for your support. It means a lot to me, but I also want to let you know that I'm not only the host of Game Changers, what I really do is I'm a leadership development consultant, and I work with teams and individuals just like you and yours to help them reach peak performance. How do I do this? Through a number of ways i offer one-on-one executive coaching and multi-level coaching helping people get out of their own way get the limiting beliefs out of their head so that they can show up better with more ownership more accountability and better results i also have a course which i just started today happens every other month called the peak performance method if you want to find a way for to jump into a group coaching environment that's going to make huge changes, not only in yourself, but in your team's performance, that's a great way to do it. And I also have a 30-day challenge, which I just completed with 35 amazing people last month. And it's coming up again, July 1st through the 30th. So I can definitely help you out with that. So we have a lot going on here at Progress Partners Consulting, which that is my organization. So thank you so much for Being here with me on this journey, Game Changers is a fantastic tool. I love it. We've created an amazing community of guests and fans of the the show. So please, uh, when you get a chance, hit subscribe and like on the YouTube channel. Definitely do it on your Apple podcast. But more importantly, if you feel that I can reach out and help your organization or help you in any way, please let me know. I'd be happy to set up some time to do that and uh and look forward to talking to you soon and welcome to game changers live my name is sergio Tijeda. we come to you each and every week with some amazing amazing guests who have been game changers in their field and today is somebody very very special a, a very local uh celebrity a very loved uh, family member here in south florida It's melissa medina hi melissa
1: hi sergio thank you so much for having me I don't know if I'm a celebrity, but definitely yeah, yeah. Home, you are. You are <laughs> homegrown here
0: for sure. <laughs> definitely a role model and a leader here in the in the South Florida community. So, Melissa is the currently currently the president at Emerge Americas, and it's the premier technology event of the Americas. Subsequent to 2004, uh, sorry, 2014, when they had the inaugural conference, she assisted in the launch of the Women Innovation Technology Summit which seeks to convene top female professionals from across the globe to showcase how they are transforming industries through technology and innovation. Uh, she is also the president of the Medina family foundation, which focuses on mentoring children, empowering families by enhancing education and the quality of life. Very important. She also attended university of Florida where she graduated with a bachelor's in business, uh, administration and a master's in international business. And prior to that, she was also working at Terramark, the famous company started by her father, a worldwide leader here and a leading operator of integrated network access points. And uh, she was named by the South Florida Business Journal as one of the 2019 power leaders in technology. Uh, she sits on the board of Endeavor Miami, the United Way of Miami, Babson, WinLab, and Roots of Hope. And most importantly, she is a mother of five children which i think is the most impressive thing <laughs> out there being a father myself so welcome to the show melissa
1: thank you thanks again excited to be here
0: yeah so um melissa let's, let's before we get into all the great things that are happening right now in in south florida with emerge and everything else going on uh, let's give people a little background on on your family's history so you know you guys were cuban immigrants your your father was um Give me a bit about that background and what it was like growing up with your family, some of the things that you guys held important in your life that were big game changers for you and your family.
1: Awesome. Thank you. I love starting with that because that's definitely part of my fiber and DNA is um, you know my parents' story and their roots. Uh, both of my parents, actually, both my mom and dad are Cuban immigrants. My mom uh, came to Miami by plane at six years old and my dad came by boat in the middle of the night at 13 years old. Wow! Um, Both of them got here with nothing, not knowing the language, uh, split family members as well. And I know the story very, very well. I think about it often because I think about myself now as a mom and having to go through that, moving to another country where I don't know the language, I don't have anything. I I truly cannot imagine what my grandparents went through and what my, my parents went through at such a young age. Um, And I think they've taught us from a very, very young age, both my brother and I, sort of like the importance of gratitude, the importance of all the opportunities that we've had growing up that they haven't. And also just how amazing, not only landing in this country, of course, but the fact that they landed in Miami and South Florida and all the opportunities that were given to them um, is something that's ingrained in me and which is why we are just so incredibly thankful to be a part of this community. And which is why we have always continued to build um, our family and our businesses here in South Florida. It's been just such an incredible community to us. Um, But again, that sort of entrepreneurial spirit uh, that all immigrants have um, is certainly in In our blood and in our nature. And um, that's part of me for
0: sure. Yeah. And having, you know, having grown up with Cuban parents as well, it seems like we we all have similar stories that those who are kids of of, of the immigrants. And as you succeed, you know, as you guys have done very well, it's obviously very important to be able to pass down those values because your kids probably don't have it as difficult Mm -hmm. as let's say you did, and you didn't have it as difficult as your parents did. And absolutely. So, so, you know, it, you kind of, it, it's difficult to to keep passing that value down and making sure that it really sinks in.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that we think about all the time. I think about it all the time as a mom, um, making sure that I am conveying to my children how incredibly blessed they are, making sure they know the journey that their grandparents and great grandparents faced coming to this country um. So that's something that we talk about openly as a family, and we want to make sure that they know where they came from, where their roots are, and that, you know, life is not always that easy. And they need to know that they're very, very uh, blessed and, and hopefully they understand that they need to give back, be grateful um, always.
0: And so leading by example is obviously very important in anything, in business and in life, when when you're trying to lead others and inspire others. With the um, Emerge Americas, as when you guys started this back in 2014, Mm -hmm. it's taken, um, has had a tremendous impact, not only in the South Florida community, but in the state of Florida, economic impact, um, but as well as just bringing uh, eyes and and attention Mm -hmm. to the burgeoning scene and the tech scene and everything else like that. So tell me a little bit about uh, Emerge, where it was when it started, where it is today, and then we'll get into a little bit about the future.
1: Sounds good. Um, Emerge America, as I say, is my sixth child. I mean, it's quite (laughs) literally a baby to me. I'm very, very passionate about Emerge and its mission and its platform. But to give you a little idea, a little insight into really how it formulated and how it came to be, which is a pretty exciting story. It actually was formed, believe it or not, a lot of people don't know this out of frustration, to be honest. (laughs) Um, Having worked and having uh, helped build a company here in Miami, both an IT infrastructure and cloud computing company, which my father founded, called Terramark Worldwide, um, there were many frustrations that we faced building that company here. One was recruiting talent at the time was very hard. Think, think this was circa early two thousands. Um, you know, yeah. not only building, but operating what's called the network access point, the NAP of the Americas, one of the top five leading network access points. So think about, think about it as sort of an internet exchange, I mean, a airport for internet exchange and basically all of the internet traffic, almost all of it from Latin America flows through there quite literally laying fiber throughout downtown and under the ocean to make this one of the most connected buildings in the world, which is so exciting that it was happening right here in downtown Miami. But when we would travel outside of Miami and to conferences all over the world, people would always ask, why is a global IT infrastructure and cloud cloud computing company headquartered in Miami? We got that question asked over and over and over. not only us, I mean, several employees of the company, the same thing, And it was so frustrating. So in 2011, when Verizon purchased Terramark, which was really exciting, I think, of course, for my father who built this from the ground up, blood, sweat, and tears, but I think for the community as well, to have a success story within the tech industry, uh, also from an immigrant that built this here was really, really exciting. But the first conversation we had was, okay, what were our pain points? What were the frustrations? And how could we change that? For entrepreneurs and for the tech ecosystem moving forward here in South Florida. And that's sort of where the idea around 2012 was when we first began talking about it. That's when it began to take form and take shape. It took yeah. a, a while to even discover what the name was going to be and what the real, uh, you know, what the, the long-term plan was going to be. But we knew two things. One, that the mission was we wanted to help spark and help build a thriving tech ecosystem here in South Florida. And the first way we were going to do that was by creating a space, literally creating a physical space. So a conference where we would connect all ecosystem stakeholders from investors, entrepreneurs, global enterprises, universities, startups, all together under one, one roof with the mission of putting Miami and tech in the same sentence. And again, so that we could at least help try to change the, the future of South Florida in terms of tech, innovation, entrepreneurship. And that's sort of where uh, the idea began. And then, of course, has transformed and has, uh, you know, has taken many different um, phases since since we launched in, right. in 2014.
0: Let me ask you. So, when you're trailblazing a new path and you have a vision that other people don't see, how much resistance did you encounter when you started telling people that you wanted to associate Miami with a with a as a tech hub? Did they just blow you off? I mean, did they say oh, you're, oh, you're crazy? There's no chance of that ever happening. Is it because they don't? They just don't see what you guys saw at the time?
1: Yeah, I think uh, we had mixed reactions. Definitely. Early on, a ton of pushback, I'm not going to lie. People saying that's such a crazy idea or why would you ever think of doing that in Miami? Um, which is tough to hear when you kind of feel and you know that Miami yeah. has all the elements to make it happen. Um, but then again, I mean, thinking of it as like the glasses have full, we luckily did have our partners and collaborators, several of them, sorry, from the beginning that did believe in us. Um, And that did support us from the beginning. And I think we're eternally grateful for them because if it wasn't for them, there'd be no way we'd be where we are today. But we certainly did receive a lot of pushback. But, you know, one of my my favorite quotes is it's something like the, you know, the the crazy ones are the ones who end up changing the world uh, by the late Steve Jobs. And that's something that I, I mean, I always... Tell my dad, you know, you are probably like the craziest one I've ever met. And <laughs> I say it um, as a term of endearment to him because the crazier the ideas are, um, the more impactful they're going to be. So you're always going to get pushback and people that think, you know, it's not a wonderful idea. And of course it takes time and we've had our, our ups and downs. Um, but ultimately, if you really believe in the mission, which still remains the same today, um, then I think that's what kind of keeps you driving and moving forward.
0: And, you know, you mentioned your dad, he took a huge risk because he sold all of his real estate holdings, right? To to invest in Terramark. I mean, yes. that's, you're betting the farm. Uh, that takes a lot of conviction, a lot of yeah. stomach. You know <laughs> how they
1: say, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket.
0: <laughs> oh yeah.
1: He did the opposite. Wow. Um, and he wow. did it at a, in a time where a lot of people talk about pushback and thinking you're crazy. At the time, which was the late 90s, I was in college at the time.
0: People just didn't understand. No, what, no. And, and anyway, real estate
1: right? in South Florida has always been a great industry, of course, a very traditional industry, safe as well. Yeah. And people just didn't understand why, after building such a successful development company, real estate company, why he would sell all of it. Like nobody understood that. And I was getting phone calls in college from, you know, his (laughs) partners. I think you might be the only one that could help change his mind.
0: And my
1: reaction was always the same. I mean, I believe in him. I believe in his vision. He's always been a forward thinker. um, I think more than anyone can imagine. And he likes to do things that are revolutionary. There's no question. And so if he, really believed in it. I was going to support him 1000%.
0: And so has that gene been passed down to you? Do you do you go with your gut when you have a hunch on something that you really want to dig into it and and you know you're going to go after it 100% no matter um, what?
1: I'd like to think that I've definitely inherited uh at least some of uh of my father's spirit and energy. I mean, I don't think you'll meet anyone with more energy than him and passion. Um so I'd like to think that I've inherited some of that gene.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So tell me about Emerge today. G- give me some stats, give me some, you know, some some uh some surprising figures and how this has grown and the success over the years. I know it's, you know, it started off um I think it was maybe 15,000 people that first year and No, the were- first
1: year was 5,000 people oh, 5, 000. and that was and let me tell you, we were, you were hoping, pregnant at
0: the time, right? <laughs> we were
1: hoping for 2,000 people um, oh, wow. that first year. So the fact that 5,000 people came the first year actually exceeded even our own expectations.
0: Fantastic. Um,
1: especially in a space where we were kind of first to market, right? With, you know, creating a tech conference really in the Southeast US and that connect and that focused on that connection to LATAM, which is also very much um, our strong suit here in South Florida and Miami is our geographic connection um, to Latin America. So to give you you know, a little bit of numbers and growth, we started off, like I said, 5,000 people in 2014. But I will say when we opened our doors that first year, we realized, okay, this is not just gonna be one, one-time conference, believe it or not, we had no idea If we were going to make it annual, if it was just going to be once and that would be it, we really didn't know. And it was really exciting. Even though we received pushback, it was exciting to see how many people did kind of coalesce and support and actually attend that first year in 2014. Um, It's grown. 2019, we had over 16,000 people at the conference, which was really exciting. We were expecting close to 20,000 in 2020 when we had to cancel three weeks before. Oh my Talk God. Talk about um, hardest, uh, hardest thing I've ever gone through as an entrepreneur um, in growing a business definitely has been having to cancel our conference three weeks before. I mean, we plan over a year in advance and logistics and just the time oh and God. energy and blood, blood, sweat and tears that yeah. it puts into it. That was really, really tough but you learn from those uh, experiences more than ever. And there's been a lot of silver linings, which I'm sure we'll get into um, with the pandemic and how it's now kind of shining a global lens on Miami. Yeah. But I think to kind of go back to your question as to the growth, I think the most exciting part for me is that we're much more than a conference. We started off as a convening and like, again, kind of connecting a physical space to connect all the key ecosystem stakeholders, but we transformed into a year round platform into a year-round movement you know we host master classes and webinars and we publish insight reports we're one of the only companies that are tracking venture activity all throughout florida and now we added LATAM as well so we're collecting the data and we're showcasing it and it's important to show the numbers and um to see the growth that uh, south florida and really the state as a whole has had in terms of venture activity, in terms of the startup startup community, in terms of homegrown founders. Um, so I think the most exciting part of the journey for me is that this is just transformed into something that's extremely palpable now, um, that is resonating with so many people. And that I think um, makes me smile big because people are really understanding and grasping what uh we were kind of evangelizing back in 2012 now
0: and it and it only took 10 years <laughs> people think it's like an overnight Determination success, but, passion yeah they don't <laughs> see all the work that you guys put into it and everything else so now let's look at the last 12 months 12 to you know 16 months that have been obviously a whirlwind for everybody how has that changed your perspective as the president how has that changed your perspective as you know, going forward with the future and how everything has changed and how, you know, people are working remotely, et cetera, et cetera. Give give me some thoughts around that and and what that was like for you guys.
1: Yeah. I mean, like I said, the, uh, start of the pandemic and having to cancel when so many people were ready Mm -hmm. and we were about to begin the build out was definitely extremely tough. On us as a team, on us as a company, but we rallied and pivoted. And it's just so amazing how much closer we've even grown as a team and how much we've done uh, throughout this year and a half when we look back. But I think the most exciting part, uh, even through the tough times, has been this hyper acceleration and hyper growth, specifically within the tech and entrepreneurial ecosystem here in South Florida. And that has absolutely been driven by the pandemic. I think people have realized that, you know, they have a choice now in where they can live, work, play. Quality of life, I think, is now taken much more into account than it was pre-pandemic. I think both as an employee and an employer, I think employers are much more um, apt to hiring remote workers. And I think that hybrid work model is not going anywhere. I mean, of course, there's still going to be companies that you need to go in every day. But I think for the most part, there's just a different way of looking at the future of work. And that has definitely been because of the pandemic. And I think Florida in particular has uh, benefited the most. And for all the obvious reasons, I mean, of course, the weather, quality of life, being able to enjoy the outdoors outdoors. Tax Taxes here has been a big reason that right. you've seen sort of an in, influx of folks moving their businesses and moving themselves and their families to Florida. And so all it's almost been like a perfect storm sort of all come together um, for, for our state. And we're here for it. I mean, we are here for it. We are, yeah. to answer your question, we're super excited about it. I mean, Emerge and... A lot of other people and organizations, definitely not only us, but many organizations have been working on sort of laying this foundation within the tech and entrepreneurial ecosystem for a decade or, or longer, even. Um, so I think for all of us, you know, kind of looking back and, and being able to say, man, we helped lay that foundation. Now let's learn from all these new transplants, let's learn from them, let's um, listen to them, let's welcome them. Let's have them play a part in this, as uh, the mayor of Miami calls like Miami tech 2.0, which is sort of that next phase of, you know, of of a burgeoning and early tech hub. There's still a lot of challenges and there's still a lot of work to be done. But for me personally, I'm not scared of that at all. I think that actually that's where the opportunities lie where everybody now has an opportunity to be part of building something together. Um, So I am personally thrilled at the attention and excitement. And I I think a lot of people question, oh, is this here to stay? Or in a year from now, will it be different? Right. I think there's been too many kind of um, flagpoles already laid in the ground here with companies, with venture capital funds, opening offices, uh, with companies hiring employees that I think it's gonna be very, very hard for this just to go away. Um, right. I think it's I think it's here to stay. I think um, we're gonna build on this momentum. And as far as emerge goes, we have so many exciting new collaborations and uh, experiences that we're gonna be launching throughout the fall, and of course, leading up, to our next conference, which is April eighteenth and nineteenth of twenty twenty two, at the Miami Beach Convention Center, um, and so we're hopeful that this will be the most exciting year yet uh, for us at Emerge, and I think for us as a community as well.
0: Yeah, it's going to be a fantastic event. So make make sure you're you're going to be out there uh, April eighteenth. Um, let me ask you this: so all these companies moving down, we see in the in the papers and we see in the on the posts online. Uh, you know, this company is hiring 200 people, this company is going to hire a hundred people, et cetera, et cetera. Are they going to be hiring primarily transplants that are coming down or locals? And if that's the case, you know, we, we we're, we're both products of universities (sighs) and we got our MBAs and and masters and so forth. The, the, the scene in, in education has transformed tremendously where people are seeing that they don't need to necessarily go to a four-year university. They can mm-hmm. learn coding they can do, uh, you know, other, other types of avenues to get to where they want to go. How do you see this, you know, uh, happening? Number one, you know, are, are they going to be hiring local? Cause I think mm-hmm. I, I've heard that from some folks as well. And the mayors has reiterated the importance of making Absolutely. sure that we hire local talent. Uh, and then how are we changing the educational system to make sure that we're actually, feeding that pipeline, that talent pipeline. Yeah, no, Great,
1: great, great question. So from what I've seen from the companies, which are numerous that I've met with that are currently hiring now in South Florida and are new to Miami, every single one of them has said that they want to at least hire half or more of their team from local Miamians which I think is super exciting. Some of them, the percentages are even higher. So they're actively looking and making sure that they can find talent locally. I think this, you know, the narrative that I know has been in the media um, a lot over, over the last several years. And I think it's changing now about there sort of not being talent in South Florida or enough talent or the brain drain where the talent that we do have leaves. Yeah. Um, I think that narrative is really shifting. I mean look at your alma mater FIU they hire I mean they hire they graduate I think almost the most engineers of like any school in the country yeah. uh, if not the most they're they're up there. Um, I think a lot of these companies that are moving now into Miami are specifically mm-hmm. looking for engineers so I think there's a lot of opportunity. Um, between FIU and these companies. And same goes for Miami Dade College, UM. Their programs that I've seen personally um, launch over the last seven years partnering with them have been incredible. I mean, in terms of cyber, in terms of entrepreneurial programs within their business schools, Miami Dade College opened the Idea Center. They opened the Magic Center. They opened a cybersecurity uh, space within the college. FIU did the same. They opened a cybersecurity lab uh, within FIU. So I think um, I find that, again, there's always room to do more, but um, I'm confident that the universities are not only working with these new companies, but they're also working together. It's pretty amazing to see all of these major colleges and universities kind of on the same mission to help connect talent with opportunity. Um, And so I'm hopeful that we'll have much less of that talent gap or that brain drain that I know has been talked about a lot over the last several years.
0: Another hot, another bright spot, I think from the pandemic and then just from, from the evolution, everything that's been going on in the tech scene is seeing more women and uh, in leadership positions within the tech scene, which has traditionally been a male dominated space, um, you're leading by example. Right in in a lot of ways, your mother, you know, five kids, and you know, and leading a, a major tech movement, uh, you know, uh, down here. What can you What can you tell to other women to inspire them to take on a similar path, or or, or you know, t- to get over that resistance that they may have encountered in the past?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking that. It's definitely when I say uh, you know things that I'm most passionate about. Um, highlighting women in the tech space is definitely up there. Um, There's still a lot of challenges and it's still definitely very much male dominated. There's no question, but I am very encouraged by the progress that I personally have seen over the last seven or eight years, seeing much more women in the tech space, in the entrepreneurial space, in the venture space. That being said, we're still very underfunded as founders. Um, It's just those, unfortunately, those are the numbers. But what I think what I'm most proud of is that as a community, which is another reason why launching uh, Emerge in South Florida uh, was very important to us is that we are a very diverse community. And believe it or not, in terms of numbers, we are one of the top cities. Miami is one of the top cities with women entrepreneurs, which is really, really? exciting um, as well. Yeah. So I think we can be an example. Um, I'm really positive about that. We, When I think of like women in tech and women in entrepreneurship and women in the space, I can name several. I mean, we'd be here too long. Specifically, that are leading organizations here in South Florida. Um, so for me, even though I think as a whole, it's still definitely an issue it's so we still need to do a lot of work on it um but i feel like in south florida we can certainly set the standard and set the stage and i will continue doing everything i can to help mentor and to help advocate for more women in this space
0: interesting so over the last, you know, obviously last year and a half, there's been a lot of, um, you know, movement and, and attention brought to Miami because of the mayor's uh, words on mm-hmm. Twitter and his activities and so forth. And I know you work closely with them Yeah. Um, <clears throat> a few months or a month ago or two, they announced the Miami tech week. Mm-hmm. And so tell me how are, how are the, you know, emerge and the Miami tech week uh, playing together? How, how are they different and how do, how do they work together in this space?
1: Yeah. um, So first and foremost, the mayor has been um, a supporter and partner um, ambassador to Emerge and to South Florida Tech Innovation for years, way before he was even mayor, which is super exciting. Because when people ask me, like, is this something new for him? It's like, no, he's really been supportive of our efforts, of Endeavor's efforts, of Wind Labs. I mean, you name it. He's been a supporter for years. So kind of seeing him now kind of carrying the flag. It's super exciting. And yes, he wrote that tweet in December, which is now known as the tweet heard around the world, (laughs) Um, which is incredible. I mean, he's an incredible person, incredible marketer for his community. And he also um, is one of the, you know, in in politics, I think it's it's not often that you see um, politicians kind of align with innovation and technology. The exciting part is that it's him, it's Mayor Daniela Levine-Cava. Um, we have a lot of local politicians that are kind of embracing this, which I think also sets us apart as as a community. Um, so that's exciting. And then as far as Miami Tech Week next year, I mean, Emerge, we launched in 2014 as Emerge America's Tech Week. So our um, kind of hypothesis from the beginning was always like we want to make this a week long, a month long, you know, effort where there's kind of ancillary events and experiences organizations coming together all over the community. Um, So what's happened for next year, which is really exciting is that it's not only um, I guess the local organizations are going to be collaborating together. So now that we do have a lot of new transplants and organizations that are coming from Boston and Austin and New York, and of course, California. Um, we're kind of merging our networks. And the idea is that it's certainly not captive of just Emerge Americas or Founders Fund, who's the other ones that, that announced with us. Um, it The idea is that the more organizations that kind of host their own events or collaborate with, together with us, either way that it'll just kind of send a stronger signal and a louder message across the globe of what's happening here in South Florida.
0: Fantastic. So what do you see 10 years from now? What does Emerge look like?
1: That's such a good question. Um, <laughs> 10 years from now, I my hope is that, I mean, Emerge Americas itself as a conference continues to grow organically, um, gets bigger, and, you know, we have this incredible sort of presence around the region and that just kind of continues to grow. My hope is that 10 years from now, we don't even need to kind of discuss if Miami is going to be this thriving tech hub or if you know it's gonna stick or if we have all the elements that kind of those ifs will be eliminated and that Miami would already be known as a thriving tech hub without, without having all those kind of questions um, that we get asked so often.
0: So to wrap this one up, a fun question. You've had Pitbull as a major part of your conference for years now. Yes. What's your, what's your favorite Pitbull song? Oh my gosh. <laughs>
1: um, I love it. Yeah, go. <laughs> good song Um, but too many, too many of his songs that I love in and, terms of Pitbull, though, I want to say, yeah. Talk about an early adopter, early early supporter, investor of Emerge. He is an amazing, amazing person, musician, businessman, friend. um, And we're just lucky and honored to have him as part of the Emerge Americas family because he's truly uh, talk about a visionary and and. Mr. 305 to worldwide is very, yeah. very accurate.
0: <laughs> That's right. Almost of, of the entire community as well, right? Representing yeah. the 305, and becoming think of worldwide. His journey
1: too. Again, going back to kind of that.
0: The roots. Yeah. The
1: roots um, and what he went through growing up and what he's done. And he talked about giving back and mentoring. He's a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And again, we're very, very lucky to have him um, as part of our. Extended familia.
0: <laughs> all right. So Melissa, we're very proud of you and, and what you do for our community and your family does for the community. You know, we didn't even mention all the other things that you guys support within the Medina Family Foundation and the lives that you guys have touched. So congratulations on your success. Congratulations on everything that that's coming to you guys and, and you guys are bringing into our community. You're just adding so much value and so much life to to the South Florida community that uh, we, we're very grateful for that. So thank you so much.
1: Thank you, Sergio, so much for this opportunity and thank you for giving me the platform and the space to share my story and uh, looking forward to continuing to work together and to help you any way that I can. If
0: loved what you heard in today's episode of Game Changers, please subscribe and rate us. The lessons and the stories in these podcasts are immensely valuable, so I invite you to share them with a friend who needs to hear it. You may end up being the game changer in their lives.